Welcome to One Stop Shop, a weekly podcast that helps ambitious e-commerce entrepreneurs learn from the best. Brought to you by Conversio. To learn more about managing all of your tools, channels, and strategies from one dashboard, visit Conversio.com. On this episode, we talk to Moitza about the importance of Facebook ads. Moitza Mars is the founder of Super Spicy Media and a Facebook ads expert. In this episode, we get her to share some of what she knows about Facebook ads, how to create an effective ad, and how to boost your engagement rates. Hi, Moitza. How are you? I'm pretty good. Thank you. All right. Tell our listeners a little bit about you and what you do. So I come from a little country called Slovenia, and my business is called Super Spicy Media, uh, and it's a small boutique agency taking care of uh, Facebook ad strategy development and implementation for my clients. And I actually started my business after losing a job. <laughs> it happened a few years ago. I lost it pretty much overnight, and I had to make something out of that, and I didn't want to work for anyone anymore, so I kind of started my own business and uh, took it off from there, and now, right now, I help business owners increase their sales and get more leads with Facebook ads, so Facebook ads is something that I specialize in. What were you doing before? At the advertising agency, I was a copywriter. It was kind of a small advertising agency. I was also doing a little bit of design work. But then as I started Super Spicy Media, I did general strategy development. So I did strategy development for Facebook, for Twitter, for Instagram. I was well acquainted with Pinterest as well. So I did all things social media related. But then about a year and a half ago, I specialized specifically for Facebook ads. I mean, I still know a lot about Twitter and Instagram and other social media channels. But like I said, I specialize specifically for Facebook ads and that's where I'm most comfortable with. All right. Well, that that's a perfect segue then. Is or are Facebook ads for everyone? So over the past uh, few years, I actually worked with a ton of businesses and communicated and talked to a ton of prospects and other people that needed help with their Facebook ads. And what I've actually found out is that Facebook ads are definitely suitable for everyone. There was just this one specific occasion that one company, they were doing something GMO organization related, not completely sure. It was very, very vague and uh, their target audience was very specific. And while they would do fantastically with Facebook ads with the right strategy, the better fit for them at that time was LinkedIn. And that was the only client and the only prospect that I turned away because they weren't such a fantastic fit for Facebook ads. But other than that, when we're talking about e-commerce or technology companies or software companies, pretty much everyone is a fantastic fit for Facebook ads if you have the right strategy and if you know what you're doing. Gosh, all right. This is a huge topic and there's definitely a lot of directions that we can go with it. I suppose Tell we'll just, me about it. I, yeah. could, I could talk about it for hours. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what, as as we start to, I mean, we, we definitely have the questions, but specifically what, like, tiny niche of Facebook ads happens to be your favorite? 
Oh gosh, there are so many of them. I mean, um, every niche is special in a certain way. You modify the strategy a little bit, but all niches follow the same basic principle. So to be honest, I don't know if I have a specific industry that I really love working with. Uh, I love technology companies or software businesses, usually because they are better acquainted with their target audience. So they know all the kind of technological details and how to look that up in Google Analytics. So they have like those big spreadsheets and I have a lot of data to work with. But also as I work, for example, with big multimillion dollar e-commerce companies, they already are tracking all of that data. So to be honest, I couldn't pick one. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's tough. All right, then let's maybe, let's start a little more on the broad side. There's a lot of different angles we can take this as, but how about the algorithms? Should we be worrying as store owners trying to run these Facebook ads and things about Facebook algorithms, specifically if Facebook algorithm changes? So I can tell you which advertisers worry about that. Those are usually advertisers that exploit the system. So they exploit Facebook ads for some lucrative things or for example, they use clickbait a lot because they wanna increase their website traffic without actually having a specific strategy. They just want people to click even if they don't get that thing on the other end. So if listeners are one of those people, which I highly doubt they are, uh, then yes, you should worry about Facebook algorithm changes because they do change algorithm and modify it and make those small incremental changes all the time. But if you don't do that, and if you follow the right principles of good communication and advertising, if you're an honest advertiser, if you kind of offer good uh, products to your target audience, if those are quality products, If you don't exploit Facebook system, then you have absolutely nothing to worry about. Facebook does make frequent changes to its algorithm all the time. But, you know, once you're observing what other people are doing on Facebook and what works and what doesn't work, you can get quickly acquainted with their changes and you can quickly adjust your your Facebook advertising strategy and everything is good. So like I said, if you don't exploit the system and if you're an honest advertiser, you have absolutely nothing to worry about. All right. So just a second ago, you said that as long as you're you're performing, I don't I'm probably going to mince your, your exact words, but as long as you're following these best practices, you're all right. So what practices specifically do perform well despite these changes and tweaks and that type of thing? For example, with when it comes to technology companies or even e-commerce companies, lead magnets work fantastically. So offering something of value uh, for free before you move in for the pitch. When I observed For example, fashion companies, what they frequently did was, for example, they sent these, as a lead magnet, they offered these lookbooks or, I don't know, combine a style or something like that, or uh, what's in for spring 2017 or just anything like that, anything that you can offer for free. And once they did that, they retargeted those people who downloaded that lead magnet with a pitch for their product. So that is one thing that works with Facebook advertising very well. And another thing is retargeting or remarketing, as Facebook calls it for some reason. They don't use retargeting term (laughs) but that is something that a good practice that kind of never goes out of fashion so implementing a facebook pixel to your web page and retargeting everyone that 
lands on your landing page or web page or any other product page and show them the ad for that product on Facebook as well. And that is something, like I said, it'll never go out of fashion. It will always work. So if you're just starting out with Facebook ads, this is kind of the first step that I would recommend. Okay, cool. I like that, what you're saying. So uh, what I'm hearing then is that lead magnets work well. Let's dive into that even a little bit more. Are you talking lead magnets like, say, there's the ad, they click on the ad, and then they're automatically redirected to something? Or are they redirected to a landing page? Like, what would the actual sequence look like? Usually the lead magnet campaigns that I implemented was you offer something for free, something of value. Maybe that's a PDF or technology companies love using email courses and consultants also love using email courses. And once they click, so once a user, Facebook user clicks on that link, on that ad, they will receive that lead magnet via email. But the good thing about it is, first of all, you'll have their email address and you can sell them and pitch anything to them anytime you want. And second of all, now that you have their email address, you can lead them through an email sequence of some sort. And after they finish that email sequence, you can pitch them a product, you can pitch them a service, but it all starts with sharing value first and kind of building relationships with Facebook users. For e-commerce companies, uh, lead magnets work, retargeting as well, and that's where uh, the listeners can actually start. Yeah, and then dive into that a little bit more. Let's say I'm not super familiar with this idea of retargeting. What would a sequence Mm -hmm. of that look like, and why is it relevant? Why would it matter to me? So we're now talking about retargeting and how to do that, if I'm correct, right? Yeah, yeah. So if, if I'm a business owner, I hear you say this on this podcast, retargeting, but what, why does it even matter? Why do I want to do it? How does it work? Great question. With your Facebook ads, you want to target people that are highly interested in what you have to offer. They stumbled upon your web page and they stuck around. So they kind of visited a product page and then another product page and a contact page and a pricing page. So those are the users that you're interested in. Users that spend time on your website because those are the ones that are highly interested in what you have to offer. And you should be interested in retargeting because it's effective. Usually the leads we acquire with remarketing or the purchases that we require with remarketing or retargeting are of the lowest price when it comes to acquiring them via Facebook ads. Uh, So that's why you should be interested in just because it's so effective, it's so affordable, and it's the easiest way to get started with Facebook ads. Yeah, no, those are great. All right. And then the other thing that I wanted to ask is still kind of in this more um, upper tier vein of how we we look at it or how we can approach it is what would you consider different goals that you could have so those are a few things that we can do but as a business like what type of goal should i be considering um, my facebook ad to accomplish so usually i start with the number one goal that you want to achieve so whenever i work with a client we have that kickoff meeting first and one of the first questions that i ask them is what is the number one goal you want to achieve with facebook ads so it should be just one goal whether that is increasing your sales or acquiring more leads or increasing your website traffic and then we develop our strategy around that one goal that we have. For example, even if people want to increase sales 
you're going to, once you start developing your strategy around that, you're going to find out that for increasing sales, you need to get more website traffic and so on. But you should always have that one goal in mind once you build that strategy, because you'll know exactly what you're striving for. So whatever goal it is, just kind of write it down on the piece of paper and then build your strategy around that. But when it comes to, for example, funnels and stuff like that, it's important to, even when you have that one goal in mind, it's important to be omnipresent at every step of the funnel. So like I said, you want to increase sales and you start with retargeting people that have already visited the landing page or a product page on your web page. After a certain amount of time, you're going to exhaust that audience. So then you're going to need to get people on your web page so you can retarget to them in the second step of the funnel. And that's where your funnel kind of starts, uh, starts developing and you get better at setting up goals and building your strategy around that. Interesting. Is, is there a, maybe you can look at it two different ways, but is there a way to know what the best goal is to focus on depending on the, the cycle I am or the phase I am in my business? Well, usually with e-commerce companies, it's increasing sales to to a product. And with consultants, you usually have the kind of the best goal and to build your strategy around that is to acquire more leads. So you can pitch those leads a service. Okay. All right. So it sounds like then if it's more of a product-based business, I, I want to figure out my ultimate goal should be more sales. And then it's a matter of sort of deconstructing how to get there, like what are the steps in the process to do that? Mm-hmm. And if I'm a service provider or a consultant, it's just a matter of that exposure of getting in front of more people, of potential leads, prospects, that type of thing. Is that correct? Exactly. All exactly. Right. That's correct. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, speaking of retargeting here, I would like to personally recommend an app that we love at Convergio. It's called Shoelace. In fact, we love it so much that we started integrating with them because AD, the founder of Convergio, had used it on his own wife's website, e-commerce website, and the results were phenomenal. And it's a retargeting app. So it's it's called Shoelace. And it's something to keep in mind. It's actually, it's very affordable. It's just like free, I think, to use. And then you can use a budget of like $2 a day if you wanted to. So it's as cheap, if not cheaper than Facebook ads. So it's always something good to keep in mind. All right. So um, what are some actionable tips to create an effective Facebook ad? Like what are the pillars of a successful ad strategy, if you will? First of all, I would say that copy is really important. It's the thing that not only drives the attention, but you have the opportunity to convince someone that what you offer is of good value to him. Usually the copy starts with describing and iterating the pain. So kind of talking to the target audience about what's bothering them and kind of letting them know that you know what's bothering them or what they're missing uh, and then offering a solution within that copy as well. So when you kind of iterate the pain a little bit immediately after offer a solution or I call it like a medicine and whether that medicine is your lead magnet or a product that they want to that, that they want to purchase. So it starts with copy just to kind of catch their attention And the second important thing is actually catchy images. Usually with e-commerce companies, interesting photos of their products, or they have to be very visually appealing. It depends on the industry that you work within. If you're a fashion industry, for example, 
Images with white backgrounds and your products on top of that white background work fantastically, for example. So those are kind of the the creative pillars of a successful ad strategy. But when it comes to more technical details, I would again start with remarketing because it's such an important part of Facebook advertising and a lot of people are missing that part of Facebook advertising because maybe they don't know that it actually exists. Or second of all, they think it's too complicated for them to try out, but it's really so easy to implement it to your Facebook advertising strategy. So I have a follow-up question here. You touched on it for a second. You talked about image. I'm curious to know if one is better than the other. Like Facebook allows you to choose if you want to use image or video or a bunch of pictures and like a slideshow kind of thing. Is Mm -hmm. one Is one better than the other generally to get more engagement and more attention, if you will? Yeah, it usually depends on the goals that you have. So for example, if you're creating ads for, let's say, getting enough traction to your web page, you might use one thing. For example, you might use just one image. If you're an e-commerce store and you're dealing with remarketing people that have visited your product page and you want to show them those products that they have looked on on your web page, you would want those carousel ads. Uh, those are fantastic. But if you're trying to increase the engagement rate on your Facebook page, video works fantastically. So it all really depends. It's not a matter of one thing being better than the other. It just depends on the part of the funnel that that target audience or that specific user is in. And also what I would recommend at this point is to do a lot of A-B testing. So I don't want to, like, I I can give some... always give like general guidelines on what works and what doesn't work, but I never say, okay, you should do exactly this and nothing else because it really depends on the target audience that you have on the state of mind. Your target audience is at that specific part of their day. So you should always AB test different things and different approaches and different audiences. And also, like I said, different approaches, whether video works fantastic for you, or maybe carousel photos work a lot better than video. So always A-B test, always experiment with different things so that you get to that one specific thing that works for you and your company and kind of move forward with that. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to formulate the next question in my mind, actually, is, um, because there's a lot to cover here. I, I do agree that uh, there's not one answer that fits all, but at the same time, I can't help but think that, you know, maybe there's just a, a like a best way or a better way to use Facebook ads. Like, we all know that we shouldn't be constantly selling like creative Facebook mm-hmm. page that's constantly just hammering people with buy, buy, buy. We have a mm-hmm. discount here, you know, stuff like that. So you should be informing. And then we all know that humor works, but then sometimes you need to be serious and sometimes you do need to push a sale. So is there a formula, if you will, like wh- where's the sweet spot, I guess my question is, where your brand on Facebook isn't just, you know, selling But at the same time, it's not just, you know, like talk, talk, talk and not getting sales. Because at the end of the day, everything that you do, it should lead you to making sales in the end. Right. That's the the bottom line goal of using Facebook altogether. So I absolutely agree. Promotional ads are a very important part of your sales process and of your just general Facebook advertising strategy. 
most companies, if not all companies, advertise to get something back. And that something is usually most of the time of monetary value. So whether that is a purchase that they make or a service that that user uh, purchases, the general approach would be, like you said, you shouldn't always sell, but you should lead a user through a funnel. So when he first stumbles upon your web page, maybe you retarget them with a lead magnet or just a general kind of a kind of a branding ad that he or she gets to know you a little bit better and kind of start your relationship off from there. But once he visits your um, your web page multiple times and once he starts looking into specific products and the pricing page and the context page and he's constantly on your web page that's a good way to move forward with the pitch and a good time to pitch them something whether that is a product or a service or anything like that so building a funnel is crucial to a facebook advertising strategy a funnel usually starts with that first connection that you make a lot of people advertise the blog post. That's what I really recommend. Or if you're more of an e-commerce company that doesn't do a lot of content marketing, you can just start with some brand awareness ads for your web page. Maybe present yourself in a different light with a visual and the description of what you do. So people start clicking on your web page. And as they move through that funnel, like the last piece of the puzzle is the pitch. So that pitch is usually with e-commerce companies pitching them a specific product. And that is something that I really encourage everyone to do. And that's a very good point because a lot of people think that content is necessarily about using words when content in reality is, it could be anything. It could be in any form. It could be images. It could be video. So even if writing is not part of a brand or writing long blog posts doesn't do it, they can always use, like you said, images and stuff like that, as long as it's redirecting to the website. Oh, absolutely. And I know that a lot of e-commerce companies also have neat videos of their products with some great background music, and it doesn't need to be complicated. It doesn't need to be a 30-minute video. It can be a 30-second video, but that works in an incredible way. It's an incredible way to get in that first touch with your potential audience and with your target audience and with someone that along the line is going to purchase your product. All right. Okay. So does it actually pay off to boost a post? We're not talking about Facebook ads. We're talking about the post that you would write on a Facebook page. Mm -hmm. There is an option to boost that. Well, I'm sure a lot of people already know that, but does it ever pay off? Like what kind of results can you get with that? And is it worth it? So boosting a post is optimized for engagement. So if you want to increase engagement to that specific post, so if you want uh, people to start engaging with that post, then yes, it does kind of pay off because you get exposed to a broader audience and people start engaging with it. A neat trick that you can do once you do that, and not a lot of people are familiar with that Facebook feature, but for example, you boost a post and you start getting a lot of engagement and a lot of likes. 
what you can actually do is invite all of those people that have liked that specific post. You can invite them to like your Facebook page. So you kind of kill two birds with one stone because you don't need to advertise for Facebook page likes. You advertise for boosting a post basically, but you also invited those people that have liked that post to like your Facebook page. So again, if you want to increase engagement, if you want to build your Facebook page and get more people on your Facebook page, then boosting a post does pay off. But when we're talking about sales and doing direct sales, then maybe not so much, maybe like a carousel campaign, a campaign with a carousel ads would work a lot better than boosting a post. But still, to be honest, I think previously I mentioned that you need to be omnipresent when it comes to your Facebook ad strategy. So you need to be, you need to run some ads for engagement and run some ads for website traffic and kind of cover that wide spectrum of Facebook ads that Facebook offers. And I think that boosting a post is definitely one of the kind of key components of that because with boosting a post, you'll get in front of a wider audience. You'll be able to build your Facebook page and to build the engagement rate up. And once people will stumble upon your Facebook page from a different source, they'll see that you get a lot of great engagement on your Facebook page and that you have to be the real deal. It'll be a snowball effect. What are some common mistakes to avoid when creating Facebook ads? Oh, the, the first one would be, and I see this all the time, is that people are not implementing a Facebook pixel immediately after creating their Facebook ads account or after creating a new web page. So Facebook pixel, you have to have a Facebook pixel on your web page if you want to remarket people. But some people just don't implement it and they think that remarketing works in a different way. That's one thing that I've noticed. A lot of people don't implement it properly or they think... I'm not currently running Facebook ads. I want to run them in the future, but because I'm not currently running any ads, I won't implement that Facebook pixel immediately. And that's a big mistake that you can make. When you implement that Facebook pixel to your webpage, Facebook will already collect a lot of data. So once you decide, and even if you decide after six months of implementing that Facebook pixel and you decide, okay, now I want to advertise, you're going to have a lot of data to work with and it doesn't cost you anything. So I think the number one mistake would be not implementing a Facebook pixel immediately and not actually taking advantage of retargeting. And second would be not having a Facebook page. Again, a lot of people and a lot of advertisers don't actually realize that if you don't have a Facebook page, you won't be able to take advantage of every other feature Facebook advertising offers. If you don't have that, you won't be able to advertise or kind of place your ads in the newsfeed, but you'll only be able to use the right side placement, which is where everyone knows, okay, that's where the ads are. So that would be the second mistake. And the third mistake I've seen a lot of companies do is they use those sterile stock images with white backgrounds and uh, just images that scream fake. Those images, especially on Facebook, with Facebook ads, they do not perform okay. No, that's huge. I can even speak personally. Like, I'm a little biased against social, like as I'm running the business that I have. Um, there's other means that I've found that have worked just better for us at this point. I'll eventually get there. But the little bit that I have done, most of the time, I just have kind of your generic, helpful 
posts that I link to. And once in a while, I just had a post recently where we've done some video work with some people in the community. And I included just images of me chatting with them and the interviews and that type of thing that I, I quickly stripped out of the video. I can't tell you how much more engagement and interaction I got on those posts compared to anything else I've ever posted, even doesn't matter how helpful it was. Um, people just, for whatever reason on Facebook, it has that human quality to it. And a lot of the times people are going there to see what their old friends are up to, what their family's doing. And if you can have that human element, it does seem to resonate really, really well. The one thing that I always recommend is, or that I always say is that you have to blend in in order to stand out. Like you said yourself, when any of the listeners go on Facebook, they usually go there to check in what's going on with their friends. If you have an opportunity and the chance and the material to, like you said yourself, implement that kind of human element to your communication, whether that is a photo of your team or a photo that you take with your phone or a photo that just kind of screams, I did this myself right now, that kind of photo will blend in with their friends' updates and they won't be able to immediately kind of recognize that this is an ad or that this is a promotional post. And that's when things kind of start kicking off for companies as well. So any any opportunity that you have of sharing a video, a behind the scenes video of your business, a photo of your team, a photo that you took with your phone, just go all in and take full advantage of that. For sure. Um, are there any other things that you would recommend for specifically engagement? We know this is a really huge question for a lot of the audience of just in general, like we talked about the goals and things, but what can we do in order to better engage our audiences? Video. <laughs> that would be that would be my number one advice. So Facebook is actually very openly competing with YouTube and Vimeo and other video platforms. And they want to become kind of the next, not really like video platform, but they want video to represent a large part of the content that appears on Facebook. And that's just because video content keeps people around on Facebook. I know that even myself, and I don't have a lot of time, I always get sucked in all of the videos that I see in my Facebook newsfeed. If listeners have an opp the opportunity to actually produce any live recordings, so that's the live feature that Facebook has released a couple of months ago where you can uh, actually record a live video or a live interview, that is something very valuable as well and very important for increasing engagement. Not only Facebook will notify all of your, the majority of your Facebook likes that your page is actually live, but once you pose a question to the audience that's watching, they'll start commenting on the live video. And once they start commenting and engaging with the video, your brand will actually get exposed to a much larger audience organically. Mm, that's a good point. Okay. All right. I have so many questions, but I'm going to start with and maybe end with the most important one to me at this time, because I feel like we haven't covered it at all. Audience targeting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's, it's, it can feel like rocket science sometimes if especially if, just, if you're just starting out and you don't know um, your your audience that well. And hopefully every business out there should know who they're targeting. But sometimes it's just not crystal clear. All right. So. Help us walk through the maze of targeting Facebook audiences. 
So what, first of all, this is a topic that I could talk about for hours and it's usually the number one question, any students that I have or companies that I work with or companies that I consult to, they usually start with the question, so how do I target the right audience? How do I find them online? And my question is usually with a lot of practice and a lot of A-B testing, but the first thing, research. So go and talk to your audience that you have have. Even if you have five customers, even if you have one customer or if you have hundreds of them. So contact them and start talking to them and get to know them. What are they interested in? How old are they? Where do they come from? And that's how you'll get to know your target audience and move forward from there. So you won't be walking in darkness, not knowing where to turn, but you'll have a starting point at which you'll start at. So once you have that starting point, I usually follow up with a lot of A-B testing. So I do, I target different target audiences with different interests. For example, maybe I use same interests, but different age groups. And I see how they are clicking on my Facebook ads. Uh, How old are the people that engage and click on my Facebook ads most? And once I have that data, I move forward from there. And once I have that age group, I take a look and see from where do those people come from and kind of take it on from there. One thing that you can also incorporate into your strategy and into your research is if you have a list of 100 people on your email list, whether those are your past customers or people that have downloaded your lead magnet What you can do actually on Facebook, there is this tool called Audience Insights and you can actually upload your email list to that tool and that tool will analyze your target audience. So they will let you know, okay, so 30% of people are between 25 and 35 year old. I don't know, 40% of people are between 35 and uh, 45 years old. And you'll get a better feeling and a better grip of the target audience that you currently have on your email list or a list of customers. And that is a perfect starting point. So that's kind of how you get a lot of information, again, with the tool that Facebook offers. Another thing that you'll be able to see with that tool is the interest that that audience has. So for example, Facebook will analyze those profiles. So once you start understanding that target audience, the job will be a lot easier and it won't be as much of a rocket science anymore. (laughs) Okay. So before, before we wrap this up, Uh, And thank you so much. That's been very, very helpful. Where can our listeners find out more about you and your services? So they can find me on superspicymedia.com. That's the homepage of my advertising agency. I also have a free email course on Facebook advertising, and that can be found on superspicymedia.com. And they can find me at Moitza Mars there, uh, or they can send me an email. If they don't want to send me a question on Twitter, they can send me a question on Moitza at superspicymedia.com. I always love helping people, giving any kind of advice or just talking in general about business and whatnot. Perfect. Thank you so much, Moitza. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. One Stop Shop is a production of Convergio. Let Convergio's all-in-one dashboard run your marketing so that you have more time to run your business. Get started for free at Conversio.com. On our next podcast, we talk to Michael Steele on email marketing and automation. For most companies, email is still the most powerful channel to drive sales. And that's because you have total control and access to your audience. 
you're not running your content through an algorithm that's going to decide whether or not they see it. And the email service providers that we're using today have very powerful automation features where you get to really tailor the experience to your customers. More on the next episode. This podcast was also made in production with my company, Come Alive Creative. Are you interested in starting a podcast for your brand? Drop us a line at comealivecreative.com. And finally, we know your store is awesome, but how do you compare against other stores in your industry? With Convergio's new free tool, StoreGrader, you can find out exactly that and so much more. Get yours for free at Convergio.com. Convergio, sell more, do less.